everybody. Wes Carey here with the Kingsguard Podcast. So I wanted to take a minute before the episode starts uh, and kind of explain what's going on. So you're going to notice that, obviously, my normal co-host, Cole Barnett, is not with us today. Um, and what you see is that uh, my wife, Leela, has joined me uh, for this episode. We're going to talk about what it means uh, to forge a family legacy and how you do that. And, and I want to caveat this and make this very, very clear. We don't have all of the answers. We don't have everything figured out. But we've learned some things along the way that we believe might actually be helpful uh, to people later on down the road. So I encourage you uh, to enjoy the podcast, see what's going on now. This is what I'll tell you. Uh, what started out as what was meant to be a 45-minute to one-hour episode turned out to be about two hours. So we're cutting that in half. You're going to get the first part of this episode uh, right now, and uh, you'll get part two next week that's the intent uh so uh part part one now part two next week so for now though enjoy part one let us know what you guys think uh and what i would ask for you guys to do is share your thoughts in the comments let us know uh what you guys are thinking about this topic have you guys considered this the the idea of uh the theme of legacy together as a couple as a family uh, have you have you put some things in place where you're working together? So as you're hearing what we're talking about, what we're discussing, uh, by all means, join in the conversation in the comments below. And you never know uh, what you say and the thoughts that you put out there, the things that you've gone through might actually be helpful uh, to someone else later on down the road. All right. So until then, enjoy the show. Well, welcome back to the Kingsguard uh, podcast. This is the sixth episode of our second season, and we've kind of been focusing on this theme of uh, our identity, understanding our identity and where our identity comes from, at least what we should have our identity in. Uh, you'll notice that I am not with Cole Barnett, uh, and there's, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, so we'll give you a little bit of an update on things on, on our end. I don't really want to go too in detail with what's going on with Cole. That's not my story. It's not my thing to tell. Um, the next time he's on here, if he feels free or led to do that, then he'll do that. Um, but what I will say is as far as Cole and his family, be in prayer for that. Uh, just pray that God will give some healing uh, in their in their lives and in their family. Uh, and and uh, that God will work his will in a way there. Uh, and our heart goes out to him uh, and to his family and to his wife, Nicole. Uh, we love you. We miss you. If there's anything that we can do for you, please let us know. Um, but you'll notice that I do have my lovely wife, Leela, here. So she's been on the episode, on, on the podcast before, um, and uh, it, it was one of the most watched episodes of the podcast. Can I say? Pretty yeah. popular. Yeah. Yeah. True story. I'm your money maker. Well, yeah, <laughs> more ways than one, yeah. So, um, so we, I was going... Cole and I were going to talk about this for this podcast. We were going to talk about uh, how our identity leads into citizenship. Um, but when Cole called me and said, hey, I'm not going to be able to do this, this episode just because of the things that were going on, um, I kind of wanted to talk. I, I, really, I kind of struggled with an idea of where to go. Uh, he asked me a couple times. He asked me, like, who are you going to bring on the podcast? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. No clue. Um, <laughs> And then she was, you jokingly said, uh, well, I could be on the podcast yeah. again. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And you're like, no, I'm second to no one. But hey, she's here. I did. Um, <laughs> but I got to thinking about it when you, yeah, when you offered that <laughs> and when you mentioned that, uh, what, we could, what we could do and what we could talk about. Um, and I don't want to lead too much into it because we're going to talk about some other things beforehand. But uh, as you guys see on the title there, uh, the title of the episode is Forging a Family Legacy. Um, and kind of, I want to talk about kind of how you and I have been just kind of on our own on behalf of the King's Guard and the Shield names and everything kinda else. Our, our theme for our life. Upcoming. Yeah, right. Is we're <laughs> we, just, we, always, we start out we, here and then we just come in <laughs> together. Yeah, so we work very independently and then we eventually somehow marry everything up and yeah. match everything up. So, uh, but I figured that we'd give an update on, uh, your illness the crisis that's taken taken place at the at the at the carry house so um 
Coffee. Yes. Uh, I actually read work. a study, really side note. I actually read a study the other day. Go figure, that coffee is actually good um, preventative for cancer. Like I literally read that study the other day. So there you go. There you go. She's, he's helping, not she, excuse me. He is helping his help. She likes to insult me every once in a while, just in case you all didn't know. Um, but so I, we, I want to give an update. I struggle though. So one of the things that I struggle with is specifically when I'm speaking, I have to concentrate a lot harder. But it's better because originally, so after he had his seizure, um, originally, see, I struggle with speaking in general. Um, he was kind of like a person that has a, had a stroke. Mm -hmm. um, he couldn't, his words were very slurred and he couldn't, like Ian would tell me, um, our oldest was like, it's like he was talking, but he forgot he was talking. Like you would use your hands and your facial expression, mm -hmm. but his mouth would not be moving. It was, yeah. it was pretty wild. And then when you would talk to me, it was just like, oh, oh, oh. and I'm like, I don't, I can't, yeah. I can't uh, understand that. Yeah. Just use some sign language or something, but, um, and you were pretty out of it all the time. Yeah. He was just in bed. So he's come a long way. Mm -hmm. um, so people see that, which is great because he's looking better. He's not on the cane anymore. Everybody tells me, oh, your color's coming back. I don't okay. know if I should be insulted. <laughs> your color was bad. He had like this grayish color. It was very weird. Um, so you have come a long way, but there's still a lot people don't see. Like yeah. Wednesday, he was just, you were depleted and you yeah. did the whole, Ian said he went in Wednesday night after church to drop that box off. And he was like, I was just like, oh, oh what? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> so you still, have, you still have your moment. Yeah. But um, really, no answers, though. No. Um, but well, he has yet to see the neurologist. Yeah. And that's where we're really hoping to get and that, the that has been That has been the, the struggle, is getting into neurology. So they've put in, I don't know how many stat referrals yeah. uh, to various neurologists here in Pensacola. And I finally just now. It's like more painful than the military. I know, right? Like I, I didn't like think I anything was... was more painful than military doctors, but I feel like I've made more leeway, yeah, quicker leeway, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. military doctors than I have yep. with civilian doctors. So that kind of shocked me. I told I told Jamie and Brooke I was like I'm having flash military flashbacks yeah. from military. I really medicine. thought that oh hey we get to see civilian doctors it's gonna be super so, great and so, it's like it's painful. So I remember I remember when COVID first came to the states and we didn't know that covid was here well, yeah we didn't know covid was well covid I, you, I like to say covid wasn't popular in the united yeah. states yet because it was in the other parts of the world you, you had a surgery coming up yeah and i was surgery. sick as a dog right yeah, i remember oh, just be, and i was like so this sick. is just i was on cold. tdy so he would like text me about how sick he was i, well, was, I was on tdy so yeah. i was in was arizona yeah so i'm like oh my gosh he's probably just got a cold i wasn't with him in my defense i wasn't yeah. ugly to you about it i literally just said you have got to go to the doctor because yep. if you don't go to the doctor, I'm having the surgery. And this was before COVID, right? Yeah. So I even knew if I went to have this major surgery, that one that lasted 17 and a half hours, if I went to have this surgery and he was over there hacking up a lung, they were going to kick him oh, out of I my was. room. I was. And yeah. so I finally talked to him. That was the only reason he went was because I was like, they're not going to let you be there for yeah. me. I mean, for three weeks, I was, I couldn't get out of bed. I hurt all over like i felt like i got yeah. hit by a truck and he says i'm not gonna go i'm like it's okay you actually well, get to see a civilian doctor yep and yep. he's she like she said it she said you get they're not like army doctors because she knew what was going on in my life they're not like army doctors they're actually going to take care of you she's like she's like they're not gonna this is literally the words that came out of her mouth they are they're not, not gonna, gonna you, they're not gonna give you ibuprofen and send you home what did they do gave, him ibuprofen. gave me ibuprofen and sent me home we don't know what's wrong with you yeah you're going to have ibuprofen. And so he has not been to the doctor since February of 2019 or 2020. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And so when the doctors were like, when's the last time you've seen a doctor? And I was like, oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I not dimed impressed. him out. I dimed him out. I'm like, February 2020. I knew exactly when because I had surgery yeah. March 4th, 2020. Yep. And you had to have gone that week before. Yep. Um, so anyways, he had to get a primary care doctor here. Mm -hmm. He had, I mean, everything. So, yeah, not good luck with doctors. So, really, honestly, we just don't have answers. Yeah. And we're waiting for so more tests. The, the hope is that neurology will give us more answers yeah. on what's going on. 
Um, but, so yeah, but currently he's you're exhausted. I get fatigued. I'm not as bad as what I was. No, but and yes, I still get drive. fatigued very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I like I still I still have to really concentrate on my words. Yeah, writing I have no problem, but yeah. concentrate. But talk, speaking. Uh, I, I struggle with which that, is painful so. for him because when he does the music at church, you talk a lot yeah. during music. Anybody that's ever seen Wesley lead music knows that he's going to stop a song. Yeah, or he's especially going, if yeah. you're not singing. I'm going to let you know. And he's going to talk about it. <laughs> so that has been a little challenging yeah. for him. But um, yeah, neurology yes. is where we're hoping to get answers. Yeah. But currently, um, I've been you everywhere. also can't you yeah. can't drive. Can't drive. So thankfully. Um, I've taken it off a couple of times for work, but thankfully, yeah. um, Jamie, Wesley's sister, my sister's James, mom, yeah. um, has pulled a lot of that burden. I told <laughs> me and her, we're talking the other day. Well, I don't know who we're talking to. I'm like, you know, it's really bad when like the whole family is like falling apart and me and Jamie are the ones holding it together because we're the ones that <laughs> Jamie has like, for those who don't know, has a rare lung disease. Yes. Um, it's, yes. uh, it's a terminal, it's a terminal too, lung and disease and yeah. it's rare and it's, she has a lot of bad like, days. Only like um, 2,000 people in the world get yeah. it, and it's and just crazy. It's just yeah. really hard for her, but she does yeah. so good. Yeah. Like, she just keeps living, but, and Tough then, of nails. course, I'm okay, but I had, like, I had my health issues, yep. too, and, like, we're the ones <laughs> to shoulder the family. I was like, you yep. know that we've hit pretty low. It was well, just kind of a joke. I mean, obviously, we're both very strong women. Yeah. But. Um, I think for me, though, it was, like, Papa had just died. Yeah. Right. And so it was that Wednesday. We were getting ready for church. I was do, trying to get the slides done for the church, trying to work the computer. And if ever, for everybody that's ever worked with me in the Army, you know how I am with computers. Um, so I was getting frustrated. Um, I, that's the last thing I remember. But I think for me, it was all of that. It happened in front of you. It happened in front of it, James. It, was, it happened in yeah, front of the kids. The kids. And it was very scary because with everything that was going on already, yeah, it was just already. It was very hard, um, yeah. especially well for the kids. It was really hard. We did make them go in the other room um, because it was obviously yeah. very traumatic. But for me and Jamie, because we literally thought you were dying in front of us, and mm -hmm. I literally I couldn't everything I knew to do to save your life because you stopped breathing. Mm -hmm. So everything I knew to save your life was not working. And it was like, I, I'm trying everything and you, I'm losing you yeah. is what was going through my mind. And also, I can't do two funerals <laughs> in yeah. one week was also going through my mind. And this is, this is weird. All that goes through your mind so fast. And then I was like, this cannot be how my kids see their dad die. Like, I remember thinking that. Like, this cannot be how they remember because that's all they would remember. Yeah. And then Thea, of course, she really struggled because yeah. she heard when Wesley came out of the seizure for those that don't know, he couldn't hear or see. And of course, that is traumatizing. Yeah. And I like, so I vaguely remember that. That's more like a dream to yeah. me. Um, but when he did that, obviously he panicked. We could blame him. He didn't know what was going on. Um, and he wasn't in his full state of mind, anyways. Yeah. And so he was screaming, like it was sheer terror. Like, mm -hmm. like he was like, I can't see, I can't hear. He's like, What's happening to me? Like, you're screaming, I can't do it like you. Um, <laughs> I couldn't either because I don't know what it sounded like. I don't but it was very, yeah. you could hear the terror in your voice. Yeah. And she could hear that because even though they were in the other room, she could hear yeah. that and she played it over and over. And so yeah. that was really hard. But so my kids have PTSD now because <laughs> of me, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Ian, and we, I had to talk to Ian because when I'm working, Ian's the one that was watching him, not as much anymore, yeah. but at the beginning. And so I had to tell Ian if he has another seizure. This is what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. Like, so I mean, like, it, it's hard, but yeah. you do it because yep. it's what you got to do. You so, have I to, mean, yeah. Yeah. And so, and I will, I will say that Sophia has rarely left my side. Right. Yes. Yeah, every night she's in our bedroom. Yeah. Watching and TV. then I got. How many so, times have we watched Bolt? Oh, my Beauty Lord. And the Beast. <laughs> like, Beauty and the Beast, I don't mind, right? It's actually, but Bolt. Because if I hear John lot. Travolta's voice on that on that cartoon one more I time. I just fall asleep. But, um, no, I mean, it's the, but at the same time, as traumatizing as it, as it is, I'm seeing, like, Ian, how much he stepped up. How oh, much gosh, he's, like, that kid is just, 
Yeah. He's he especially at the beginning. He's is a little better now that you have more strength and you're yeah. able to do more. But at the beginning, he was doing so much because I ha- I couldn't stop working, which mm-hmm. super thankful I had work was yeah. working because if I wasn't working, I know that's pretty controversial discussion, but if I wasn't working, we would be really hurting right now. Yeah. But I have a very um, steady job, a very yeah. flexible job, um, very understanding boss. Yep. Um, so it's been amazing what they do, but I still have to continue to work. Yeah. Um, and so Ian has to have shouldered a lot because we still have a one-year-old. Yep. Um, and so, and then our neighbors have been great. Um, mm. Recently, she just texted me. She's like, I'm bringing you two rotisserie chickens from Sam's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I just figured maybe you didn't have time to make dinner. So, yeah, I mean, it. that was really great. And she comes over and she hangs out with the kids and she'll be like, if you need to go do something, yeah. go do it. And but it's I mean, we're we're learning a new normal, just like mm-hmm. we always do. We shift into a new role and yep. figure it out and we just keep moving. Yeah. And, and so wait and- for answers. I think that's kind of the theme of our life, as you said, is the new normal. Uh, always learning to we work through. We have a lot our, of new normals. Yeah. And I hate change. And I think maybe God is just trying to teach just, me so much with like, you know what? You just need to let go. And and, and deal with your new normal. And while you're dealing with this new normal, I'm gonna here's throw another, you another new normal. New normal. <laughs> and we just adjust. Yeah. The army um, prepared us for that. Adapt and overcome. Yeah. I guess, yeah. All right. Well, we probably should actually get to what we're to the topic. Yeah. So we can ramble very easily. Yeah. Um. No, but I thought it was it was good just to get that out, just so that you know, for people that have questions, and we probably didn't answer all your questions. So, um, there's been a lot of you that have reached out. A lot of people that have have either you've either called or you've texted or you've left a Facebook message or a comment. And I have not gotten back to you for that. I apologize. I'm really bad about that. Anyway. It's not that. It's at the beginning, you really couldn't. Yeah. I you, just, like, he couldn't think. Like, he could see the message, but he couldn't think. Like, he yeah. couldn't even order food on an app that you literally was already prepared for him. Like, you know, you put your favorites in there, and all he had to do was click favorite, click checkout. Yeah. He couldn't even figure that couldn't out. So, that, like, texting yeah. was not an option for him. So. Yeah. Even though you're bad at returning messages, that was, I mean, yeah. that it was, was 10 nothing. times worse that was just, just for that. So, just, you just have to give them grace. Yeah. Because... Specifically, you, Sergeant Major. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, and you know who you are. Um, but yeah, I want to give that update and then go from there. But uh, I want to talk about uh, how we go about building a legacy at home. Because I think we, we, we both kind of stumbled onto this. I don't know, we stumbled onto it. Um, still learning. But through our through our study and through our mm-hmm. prep for you know with you and the shield maids me and the, and the king's guard, coming to this conclusion that you know the legacy, because how many times have you heard it? I've heard it a couple times, especially re- and even more recently from people. I don't need a legacy; I just need Jesus. But it's like, yeah, God, he, he commands us to have a legacy. Well, that and you're going to leave a legacy regardless, whether yeah. you mean to or not. Yep. You're going to leave some type of legacy. Mm-hmm. Um. Some sometimes the legacies we leave, we didn't decide to leave that legacy, yeah. right? The way we left the legacy, yes, but like yeah. what we were pushed into that made it that legacy yeah. come to pass was not not our decision. But sometimes we actually get to choose to mm-hmm. leave a legacy. Well, and I think Dad put it this way: He says you're you're going to either leave an intentional legacy, or you you'll leave an intentional an unintentional legacy, regardless. Yes. Yeah. But some people realize that they need to leave a legacy, mm-hmm. and so they actively work to leave behind a good one. Yeah. That becomes an intentional legacy, right? And, and, and the goal is to, if you're, because we know we're going to leave a legacy regardless, I want to leave as good of a legacy behind as I can. And so, like, one of the things that, that I've kind of come into was, uh, through my study, was the value of a name. Yeah. Right. And understanding that the name that I have, my last name, it's not my name. It doesn't belong to me. It's been gifted to me. Right. And it's something that was given to me by my by those who came before me. And it's something that I have to pass on to the next generation. What what kind of reputation am I gonna leave that name, that name for the next generation? Right. And so that's something that, that I've really been considering quite a bit. What kind of 
what kind of legacy am I going to leave behind for my sons and for, for my daughter? Um, you kind of been kind of coming to the same. Yeah. So like, um, the, I have a, the way I do my Bible study, which is how Wesley is doing about is starting the King's guard. But the way I do my, the shield maiden program is just in the stage of life we're at and how, um, things worked out. We went virtual, but I have, I've been virtual with mine. Yeah. Um, for several months, I've mm-hmm. been doing mine virtually with um, a, a small group of women. Um, and um, so we've been doing different studies, right? But then recently, I was trying to figure mm-hmm. out what I wanted to study next or what we should study next. And um, I went through a couple of books. Um, my sister-in-law, Jamie, actually had several books, and I just grabbed some of them from her house. And I had one that I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Well, then I just randomly picked up this other one and it said legacy on it. And I think um, one of the reasons why I hesitated on that one was because when you think of legacy, I think people tend to think of men leaving a legacy. People don't tend to think of women leaving that legacy, right? It's always the men leave the legacy. Um, And so I started, I literally just read the first part of this book like the first, not even the, I think it was like the first chapter of the book. And I was just like, this is what I want to study next because it literally just walks through, not even because at first I thought it was just women of the Bible that left legacies, but there's actually men in there too, but it's how we can leave a legacy because we leave legacies just as much as a man leaves a legacy. Um, We don't tend to have the name that we carry on, right? Because our name doesn't, generally get passed down traditionally Mm -hmm. so i think maybe that's where that comes into play but we still leave that legacy and we have a powerful um i don't want to say platform but as women as mothers we have we really do have um a huge impact yeah especially on the children Mm -hmm. um who grow up to leave legacies and we're not realizing and that's where my whole when i was going through it talking about the intentional and unintentional it's some of the things that we um, come into our life that God allows in our life, mm-hmm. um, we didn't choose that, right? Yeah. We didn't choose certain things. So we leave a legacy through that. We get to choose whether it's a good or bad legacy we leave, but we didn't get to choose the fact that that's the type of legacy like Esther. Um, we we um, are going to study Esther and she left the legacy of courage mm-hmm. and she didn't choose that path. No, no, she, not at all. No. She didn't want that. In path. fact, I think at one point she was uh-huh. like, uh, she told what she told Mordecai when he was like, you need to go talk to me. He was like, uh, no, yeah, no, basically, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> basically what I told them was, um, when I was doing the study, I literally was like, she basically was like, you know how in the army you have your most likely course of action, your most dangerous course of action and your, you know, yeah. like, and I was like, that was the most dangerous course of action. And yes, she was like, no, this 100%. has, this is the most, the one that's going to probably fail, this is but the, it's going to cause the most casualties. Yep. Um, it, but if it succeeds, it's really great, but you're not going to yeah. probably use it. Your risk versus reward. Yeah. Is, and I'm like, she probably told Mordecai, you need to go back to the plan, your yeah. battle plan. Reassess. Yes. What's, yeah. <laughs> what's the most likely course of yeah. action? What is. Figure out that one. Yeah. So, um, so that was one. And then you have others where you get to choose. It's like with, um, and I kind of use this as an example with the shield maidens. When Wesley came to me with the shield maidens, he was like, I want to do this program for women. And I said, you know, just because you created a program for men does not mean your yeah. wife needs to create a program for women. And I shut him down really, Real really quick. quick. Um, Real quick. Like, you idiot. Get this yeah. away from me. Just because God gave you that doesn't mean God's going to give your wife yeah. the same um, I don't want to say same dream, but same, same vision. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, or that I have the same talent. Yeah. Um, because I saw you grow that program and I'm like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It still is, by the way. Yeah. It's it's like an evolving thing. Yeah. It's like a it, living thing. It never stops. It, and like, and if you do it right, it never will stop. And it yeah. just continues to grow and evolve. So, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. So that, when I finally came mm-hmm. to terms with, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Um, then that is an intentional legacy. I get to choose that. I mean, God, obviously, yes, that's where God wanted me to do, but I got to choose. I mean, I could have still said no. I mean, we can talk about that later, like visions. We just talked about, oh my gosh, talking about visions, which I'm probably jumping ahead. We talked about that in our Bible study last week that I did with the ladies. And it was about, um, Jacob when he was blessing Ephraim and Manasseh. Yeah. And Joseph was like, no, you're doing it wrong. Like, cause he 
put his right hand on the younger and Joseph's like, no, no, no. And Joseph got angry in the Bible. It says he was angry at that moment. And that was because Joseph's visions for his sons got changed really quick. And when our visions get changed, that's hard. Even when God's changing them, it's hard. And I have learned in the last probably few years, I'm a planner and I need a plan. So when my life changes and when something crazy happens, I freak out for a moment. And Wes can attest to this, and he can tell me if I'm wrong, which that could be an issue probably on this live. (laughs) But he can tell you can tell me if I'm wrong. But if things happen that are like throw us off guard, I freak out for a minute, and then I make a plan. Yeah. Correct. Yes. And I have to figure out that plan. Or when I throw her a monkey wrench, like, hey you're going to do the shield babies it's this i just say no it's this resistance of no <laughs> no i'm not until 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 you come to terms on a, on your yeah. own and well, then at that point yeah. then it's it's yes i have to come to it on my own but then i thought about one of the examples i used um in our study last week was um back in 2011 i believe when you were coming up for reenlistment yeah and you didn't want to reenlist yeah because you had um the ministry that my shield mind of faith. yeah shield of yeah. faith ministry with the missionaries yeah. and it was really going well and it was yeah. starting off you had great backing from brother brian like mm-hmm. he was so Still behind you way, yeah. yeah but yeah. he was like a pastor that was like yeah let's do this this Who church is going to support this it. yeah yep. you were getting off the ground and you came to me and you said i don't think i want to re-enlist i think this is what god wants me to do and i was like uh, um, yeah. i was not encouraging I actually shut that down really quick because I wanted that financial security. I wanted that um, that insurance, this yeah. medical security. I wanted that plan that I yeah. had. You were going to do 20 years then. Mm-hmm. That was the vision, right? And then, then you can do what? Then you yeah. can do your ministry. And you'd be funded by your retirement, right? Yeah. And then for those who know me and Wes's story without going too in-depth in it, Wes did re-enlist twice. And our marriage... Yeah, it, it was, almost yeah, almost imploded. It almost imploded. Like we, I had yeah. I had went to a divorce lawyer. We weren't living together. Yeah. Um, everyone thought our marriage was over. Yeah. Anybody who include, had saw me during that time, you would have never known that I was a believer. Yeah. You wouldn't have known that I was a Christian. None of that. So yeah. Yeah, everybody. I mean, like we thought we were done. Mm-hmm. Um, and but and I'm not taking. And I told the ladies, I said, I'm not taking the blame for all of your decisions. Nope. That is me. That Wesley, you still made decisions. Yep. Um, but I truly believe, and my dad always says we don't play the what-if game. But if we were to play the what-if game right now, I truly believe that if I had been like encouraging wife and been like, hey, let's pray about this mm-hmm. and let's see. Yeah. Because look where we're at now. Yeah. We're not, the Army's not our life anymore. Nope. Well, I mean, a little bit of mine. A little bit. It's almost done. And and let's just be honest. And the the guys that have (laughs) served, you can vouch for this, especially when you serve as long as I did. You can take the guy out of the military. You can't take the the military out of the guy. Yeah, it'll always be a part of our. I don't know how many times I'm on the phone or I'm I'm talking to someone and I hear you can't talk to people like that, (laughs) and my immediate response is, "Well, I did." Yes, (laughs) you know, every time, and then he realizes later, yeah, but. I think about that. I'm like, how yeah. different our lives would have been. Um, but I mean, obviously I can't because I see we're in the hard I grew. And yeah. those hard times is where I grew yeah. the most spiritually um, and closer to God. And, and let's be honest. If, if. I know we don't play the water game. Sorry, Dad. If we hadn't gone through what we did. Oh, yeah. Our, no King's Guard. Yeah. No, no shield, shield no, Like everything that we've been doing now. Well, we don't want to say no. Because well, and it may have come up, but I mean, yeah. the reality is, I had to be brought for me to get to where I'm yeah. at here. I had to be brought pretty low, right? To God to really, used that, yeah. And He used yeah. that to kind of open my eyes yeah. of, hey, you need to do better. You need to, and this is where I want you. Yeah. And and it really put me. It opened up my eyes and my perspective, and gave me a perspective of of what a man really needs to be and what he needs to look, what he needs to search for. Yeah. And so I, yeah, it's easy to, like you said, it's easy to play the what if game. You could play it. And yeah. Hindsight's but I do always think better. About or, the heartache we would have probably avoided. Avoided, yes. I guess. And then that our middles don't remember, but yeah. Ian would have avoided. Ian remembers that. Yeah. But um, 
obviously it worked out, but I was laughing because I told them yesterday all that security I wanted, mm -hmm. that vision. I had that vision. I did not want to be in ministry. I told, I've told Wes this over and over again. I did not want to do ministry. We had the army. We had a good Wes had a good career. I had a good career when I got in. Well, I had a good career before then, too. Mm -hmm. um, we had, at one point, do you not remember that one time we were like, man, we are just like, because you were, you had your career in the army. I worked at um, a martial arts studio. I was a fitness instructor with something I wanted to do. And Ian was fighting, and like we were just in a good place, and we were place, yeah. we thought that we were we were the power couple, like yeah. we did, like yeah. we were. We like, had arrived. We had us. to be brought low after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think one of the key things here is because there, in in the lesson through all of this for us is the danger of not having that shared vision yeah or not aligning your vision with god's vision yeah. because our vision that was my yeah. vision like your mm -hmm. like your career was your vision too but then your vision was starting to change mm -hmm. but then i didn't i don't like change not many people do yeah. but it was scary for me and i did not want to do ministry i did i've done i grew up in ministry i didn't want that life and it wasn't so much that i didn't want it for me i did not want it for my kids yeah um and that's a whole other can of worms. Yep. But we'll talk about that later. I think we could do an episode <laughs> on that. But I think that there's a whole yeah. documentary on that now. Yeah, there so. is. So yeah, our visions, and we never really talked about vision back then or what we wanted our life to look like. Yeah. Um, we were just floating as our I mean, I'm not embarrassing to say our therapist is the one that opened our eyes to the fact that we both were so independent that we did not work together. We yeah. worked we were working towards the same goal. But independently. Yeah. And I think the lesson there is it's being independent isn't a bad thing. No. But when you're a married couple, you need to be interdependent yeah. as well. You know, yeah. and it's it's fight towards the same goals. Yeah. Know where you're going yeah. and where you're heading. And and that shared vision really. It matters. I mean, and mm -hmm. so. And I really think that Wesley sent me an outline for this, and I'm pretty sure I just like skipped like 30 pages of it. No, I think we're still on. We're, we're, we're kind of bouncing back and forth between uh, the partnership part and the shared vision, but it, they go hand in hand, really, yeah. because if you don't have the part, like, one, you have to have a vision to form a partnership, right? Yeah. And, but if you don't have the partnership, the vision doesn't even matter. And so uh, that that's kind of the, the key there is, is making sure. I mean, because I think at this point, you know, we started the House of X-Ray, which is the virtual chat study that I've been doing with the guys. It took me a while to realize that. Like, what does he keep talking about this house of X-ray? And then I realized what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. So it, we started that, um, we did that this past Tuesday. We had yeah. six guys. I think we're going to get some more guys for this next one, which is great. And, but we're doing, the bio, we're doing the study on Abraham, and the first week is all about your, a man's mission and vision, right? And like the mission is the, the task and the purpose that God has given you. Vision is the the end state. It's that God's giving you that clear idea of what it looks like when you've reached success, right? For Abraham, it was you're going to go to a land, you're going to leave your fathers, you're going to leave your your country, leave every your whole, your entire support system. You're going to go to a land that you have where you know nobody. Yeah. You don't. It's it's everything is uncertain for you. And it's the land he didn't even know of at the time. Yeah, and it's like to leave. But then he gives him this vision of I'm going to. I'm going to number your seed as the stars of the heavenly yeah. sands of the sea, right? And all of the nations of the earth will be blessed from you. And it's, he gives him this, this idea of this instinct. And like what, where I came to the conclusion, what, or what I had learned was that Abraham knew that that vision that he had was never something that he was actually going to physically get to right. witness. Right. It was never going to be accomplished in his lifetime, but he had to build that. Mm -hmm. But it's not just that he had to build that. He had to sell, he had to sell that to Sarah. Yeah, I really wish the Bible would have dug more into that. Yeah, right? How in the world? Like, like, and granted, I guess it, it was just a little bit different then, you know? But at the same time, I don't know that it was necessarily that different. I don't think I don't we like know. to say we that like it was. We like to say it is, but I kind because, of feel like women, like, I mean, I well, know women were looked differently yeah. on, but I mean, women still have voices, like, in their house. I mean, she... Hagar was Sarah's idea. Yeah, he listened to her. And and 
kicking Hagar out both idea. times was yeah. was Sarah's idea, and yeah. and he listened. He, yeah, like so she had some type of influence. There, she had some type of um, voice. She had a voice. Yeah, and she did. So there was a voice. She had a voice. She had. She had a say. So basically, she actually, whereas an I fought yours, she just let him. I should be more like Sarah, apparently. And let me follow my face a little bit more. It, but I think, like, with the, the lesson was, like, so that's, I mean, and I really think that's something that we should explore more is like, because we like to do this thing where women are to be silent in the church and women, like, and I get that, but I think a lot of that is, I think we miss I the think culture. We that, yeah. I think, I think. That we miss the cultural context a lot. Well, they talk about that anyways, but then you have Deborah. Right. Deborah, mean, and she wasn't the only one. And then you had Timothy's mom and grandmother. Right. And there were well, and there was one in the Bible that they call like there uh, that uh, who delivered a letter that Paul delivered. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which. Yeah, which, I don't think women were as quiet. No. Not not in the sense that we like to think. Yeah, they were. I think I think that's more of a men want to be in charge, and they made these rules. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're at. But like, but I think that's where legalism steps in. Yeah, but you know, in the case of of Deborah, like Barack had to go get permission. Yeah. From Deborah. To go do what he was going to do. People made me please turn off the screen because I literally said that. I know. I am. Men are legalists, right? <laughs> well, it's not wrong though. Let's be honest. I mean, that's just like so. And, and I, who I forget, I think it was a. I think it was uh, Steve Von Bokern who I, I saw this come from. He posted a, a meme and it said, "Legalism isn't a form of Christianity; it's a completely other religion." Oh yeah, right. And it like it is it was, a religion. It is. I believe that it's definitely yeah. a religion because there's a so many do's and don'ts. Religion, yeah. yeah. It's so many um, rules. Yeah. And if you don't do this, God is going to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. I I grew up hearing, and I know you should have a, you should have a fear of God, Reverence, right? But, yeah. I grew up like every time I I did something, I'm yeah. like, oh God, God's God. gonna strike me down with lightning. Yeah, God's going to like He hates me now, and I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, God. And like it was a fear of everything I did. I just disappointed Him again yeah. and again and again, and I didn't have that relationship that I needed to have with Him because mm-hmm. I was so scared of everything, every thought, every action, and some yeah. of the things that I look back on that I was scared that He'd be mad at. I'm like, yep. I don't even care. Well. He cares because he's God, but you know. Yeah, what I mean? like, but it's it's not as. He's still a God of grace. Yeah. He's still a God of mercy. Yeah. We want. And, and here's the thing: like the world likes to tout that, like, well, he's a God of love. Yes, he is, but he's also a God of justice and righteousness and wrath. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. He's a jealous God. Yes. But we also have to remind the Christians: yes, he's a God of justice and righteousness and. And, and wrath, but he's also a God of love and mercy and grace. Well, I mean, like, and all the greatest of the, commandment. Love, love, love the Lord your God. What's yep. the one right next to it? Yep. Love the neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. Those are the two greatest well, commandments on all of those hang all of the... Yeah. Like, that's where, that, that's where, what it all falls all the on. Lo- the, uh, on, this, on these two commandments hang all the law all of the, the prophets. prophets. Well, and I, I think that we, 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 missed, we missed something, though, right? Like, well, God's a God of, of love and God... Like, no, it's not just that God is a God of love. He is love. Yeah. According to First John, I mean, right? But I mean, that doesn't mean but like every, everything is daisies and no, roses and no. Christian but life, what we but. have to understand is that every action and every decision that he makes is motivated by love. love. Yeah. Right, and that's the difference, right? It's like when you've got kids that aren't doing what they're supposed to do, or they're like, I, I've recently gone through this conversation with, uh, with, with certain, uh, with, with, with people, and it's like, you know, where it's like, well. You're not talking to me in love. Like, is it that I'm not talking to you in love, or am I not speaking? You don't like the fact that I'm speaking the truth to you. Well, the truth is sometimes hard to hear when it's um, when you're being told the truth, and that's not what you want to hear. You're feeling a little chastised because yeah, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes love is chastisement. You know. Well, I mean, like now we have to. When it comes to that, when everyone's like, well, I chase for my kids because I love them. Yes, I mean, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean, that means we teach them right and wrong because we love yep. them. And that's why, how we, we chastise right. them when they do wrong. We're not just chastising them for like little yeah. things like, oh, I love them. And I'm like, well, I mean. I love them. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to spank my kids just because, well, I'm sure they did something. Yeah. I yeah. hate that so My dad used to joke, uh, used to joke with us over that. But yeah, that's not. I hate people that, I dislike people. I 
that are serious with that. Yeah. I believe that chastening with love, that just means you're doing something so your kid doesn't run out in traffic. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Well, or and that was the analogy doesn't that make I, the wrong decision and that's, that's yeah. going to be detrimental. Yeah. That's the analogy that I use. Like, you know, if, if, if you're walking towards a cliff, you know, because the, the thing is like, well, they always tell me, it's like, well, love is always kind. And, and to be kind, you have to be gentle. Like, that's not what that means. It's not always kind. And it's I mean, like, you but know. In the, it, I mean, like, love is kind, obviously. But, yeah, but kindness isn't always gentle. You know, some, if, if, the, if I see a guy that's about to walk off a cliff. Yeah, well, obviously you're going to yell at them. The kind thing to do is not to let him walk off the cliff, right? Go grab him. I'm going to go tackle, tackle that guy and hold him and that's down. Painful. Yeah, and it's it's maybe he wants to walk off the cliff, but yeah, that's not what's gotta, best yeah. for him. Right. And so it's it's the kind of thing where it's like kindness isn't always gentle. Well, Love I mean, isn't always gentle. Let's also be honest. You are a lot more. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I am. am a lot, I am. A, I yeah. You are. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have as much compassion as you, which is interesting because um, I Wesley is more compassionate than me. You are. That's true. Yes. Um, Wes is more um, sympathetic than me, mm -hmm. but most people don't see that because Wes is also more um, straightforward. I'm highly aggressive with my straightforwardness. Yes. <laughs> and if he has a thought, he's going to get that out, and he's right. Like, especially if he knows he's right, and it's like he's going to get that out, and it's not going to sound like a very loving way. Whereas when I talk to people, even though I don't have as much compassion as you, I'm not as compassionate. I know people are like, oh, you're, I'm like, no, 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 I, no, no I don't, but I can fake it. She fakes it till she makes it. I do. And so people just tend to think, and I do, I, I do have a compassionate side, but yeah, it's, it's very like, so small. Especially for Wesley's. people outside of our family, you tend to be a lot less forgiving. Oh, I feel like I'm a very forgiving. Person. You're a very forgiving person, but once that part somebody's crossed the line, on oh our yeah, family, like so, you're done. Yes, and we've yeah, yes, we've come into that. And I actually texted Rosie recently, and I was like, I need you to pray for me because I'm not used to being angry with people. Yeah. Like I'm not, it takes a lot for me to get angry. I like that. I mean, yeah. yeah, I am, I have, was feeling anger and I couldn't hide it. I can usually hide my feelings very well when it comes to things like that. Yeah. Um, especially to people that are outside of my family and I could not hide it. And yeah. I was not hiding it to the fact that I was talking to an individual and Wes had to walk away because I don't know if you remember that. I was just like, I wasn't overly, I wasn't saying hateful things. I was, you could just tell I was done. Like, yeah. I don't want you to be talking to me type of thing. And I had to text Rosie that night. And I literally was like, I need you to pray for me because we need those friends in our life where we're just yeah. like, Hey, and I said, I need you to pray for me. Um, and I was genuine and she did, and she didn't judge me, but I was like, I'm angry and I cannot hide that anger. And yeah. I need to be more compassionate even yeah. to someone hurting my family. Because whereas in I do think we need to set up boundaries, it's really hard yeah. in certain areas to distance yeah. yourself from certain people without going into too much. Um, I know I'm speaking very vague, but you have to be careful, especially when you're in ministry. Yep. So I just needed prayer. <laughs> and yeah. um, so whereas and Wesley is very direct, since I'm not as usually direct yeah. at him, I can get angry. And then I finally I'm like, you know, what? I'm just I'm done. Yeah. So for me, like I, I. I'm very passionate about what I what I know is right, yes, especially when it's and when it comes to like things that I know are biblically correct or biblically true. Once I'm there, like I'm you're not going you're not going to deviate me. You're yes. Gonna, and I have to tell him I've told him several times, you know. You might be wrong. Right. But most times I'm not. So, <laughs> and I, I, I also, because I always um, try and have him open up to be like a little bit more open minded or maybe not come off in such a know it all yeah. fashion. Because I've been married to you, I know who you are. And yeah. so I've just straight up tell him, I'm like, all right, you're being a know it all right now. And I just tell him that. And then, you know, yeah. he's like, but I'm right. I also think we just really got off. We did track a little here. bit, but that's all right. I, I, so, but the point is, is, you know, that's where that partnership comes in, yeah. you know, because where I'm one way, she's another. Mm -hmm. we and, and it's, the, the, I, there's a danger there 
where people think that just because we're different in certain areas that we're opposites. We're and actually very similar. Very similar. And I think that's we like, are. And so people think that I disagree with him a lot in some things and I really don't. Yeah. I back him up. I'm just more of like a silent partner until you make me a, a louder partner. And then, and then I can type a really good letter. You need to hide. <laughs> and then send it to so, Wesley. Um, Not about him, but about yeah. what I want to say to people. And then he's like, Well, that was really good. We're just gonna have to We're gonna that. delete that now. No. Um the uh but I, I, we weren't always like that. No. So it took us a while to get to that. Point. Actually, oddly enough, what took us to come to where? Because I used to be more like walk all over me. Yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. in West. I'm not trying to be mean, but you did. I did. Yeah. Because I allowed that. Yeah. And then when me and when we had our um, sabbatical from each other. Sabbatical. <laughs> Being politically correct now. When we weren't together, I got somewhere in those three years. I found a voice. Boy, did you. <laughs> <laughs> and you told me, you're yeah. like, I'm a little scared of you because I said what I thought. And I can find myself sometimes falling back into the trap of not speaking because I don't like confrontation. Yeah. But um, I think, though, that did help us because yeah. then I would tell him, okay, you are like, you need to calm down because you're literally like, your truth isn't always truth. Or even if it is truth, maybe you should just not speak it so loudly. Or harshly because sometimes it's okay I don't, to not be I right. prefer the term passionately yeah. but yeah uh so I think yeah. I think one of the, the keys there is it's and I hate to use this word because it's been there's certain groups that have used this and That's just twisted it up but we're at a place now where we compliment each other where yeah. I've where I there's certain areas where I've I've got strength, and there's certain areas yeah. where I find weaknesses. You have strength. Certain Eighteen weaknesses, years later, y'all, and so we're figuring this out, right? Y'all get there. So <laughs> we still haven't figured it all out. No, um, but it wasn't just us. We yeah, went we had to help. therapy. We had help getting which there, which I highly suggest. So, it, my grandfather, though, evidently knew it the entire time. All knew it all along. So we're sitting there, and it was like probably what. Oh, about a week before he died, he looks over. I'm sitting with him, and I forget. I think he was watching the Antiques Roadshow, and uh, he just turns around and looks at me. And goes, "You married up?" <laughs> and I said, "What?" He said, "You married up." I was like, "I agree," <laughs> but where did that come from? And so he he gives me this whole exposition on how a man who's in the ministry should always marry up and never down. You didn't tell me that. Yes, because. You know, you, when you marry, when you marry up, she strengthens you. And what he's trying to say is like, because Mamma was the same way. Oh, she was not. not a, she like, was look, not. You married up as far as like a strong. You married a strong woman. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like she was. That's a compliment. Are you saying she didn't look good? No. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did y'all see that? Not even cool. No, I meant when you were saying that. Yeah. She lifts you up. I. I mean, I, I can't lift you up that much with good looks is what i'm trying to say oh, yeah, you're pretty good at that too but anyway um we're off track wow, wow. i just took that way off track but There's yeah it's notes. yeah <laughs> i've got a whole outline here but yeah so like my grandmother this was a very part one of five she was a very independent very strong oh, uh very strong world yeah and uh even and even her towards the end before she died she was still uh, yeah and uh but yeah, so it was, he, he said, he, he let me know, like, hey, you married up. Yeah. And I was like, I had to agree because, you know, I would not be where I'm at or in the position that I'm in without, without Leland. I'm not saying that just because she's sitting here. You're welcome. With me, but it's true. I mean, it's, so that we complement each other in the fact that, you know, one, you're not this. Oh my gosh, I'm soft, not a meek, mild preacher's wife. Is that like, what you're saying? Oh, Lord have mercy. Thank God. That would drive me crazy. And if I you're probably, one of those wives that, and you're genuinely could, like that, that's fine. I probably but, could stand to be a little bit more meek and mild. <laughs> no, no. Like, I, so. But I am not, no. I, and, well, and, but you know what? I, looking back, my mom did not raise me that way. No. My, no, my mom did not, um, and whether you. intentionally or not, mom. But um, I really think that she wanted me to, to like, I didn't need a man. If I didn't, yeah. like. Yeah, and like, she. The reality is I mean, that it, I need you. I'm not saying I don't, yeah. but um, 
No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. She raised me to where if I if I didn't get married, I didn't feel like I needed to just yeah. because I needed a man. And because... she and she raised all of you girls like that. Yes. And it was, I think we're know... all we all have our little independent streak. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's helped us in, in that regard of, you know, I know when I can't do something or when I'm I'm, you know, in the with having the health issues that I'm having or something like that, that you know, that the house isn't gonna fall apart because I'm not there, right? I don't have to be the only one making the decisions, which is probably oh, sometimes that's really good because I don't, yeah, it's just, but what I'm getting at is, you know, it, it, the key there is, you know, you, stop, I mean, I'm so sick and tired of this idea that we have to, that a, this idea of like, that submissiveness means subjection. I think when I hear submissiveness so much, and I used, it used to, I used to struggle so much. Apparently, I struggle to talk right now. But I used to struggle so much when we always talked about the wife needs to be submissive, the wife needs to be submissive, be submissive to your husband, blah, blah, blah. And yes, I do agree with that. But when I was growing up, I, I hate to use the word hate, I strongly disliked when we had these messages because it made it feel like the woman had to be just like a yes person. Yeah. Like, um, and that's not what that means. No, but I felt like it the way. I just interpreted it or the way me the way that I heard it because it was the way it was being yeah. said was that everything the husband said we needed to be like yeah, yeah. okay and I'm like but that nope. what if the husband makes a wrong decision yeah and why can't I be what involved he, in the decision making what if your husband's an idiot yeah let's just let's There's, let's yeah. be honest some of them are idiots but I mean some of was, your wives are point looking at your husband right now <laughs> but so. I mean the way I see a marriage and the way I see our marriage yeah. is we're partners, yeah. and I know I just probably lost a lot of people when I said that, but we are. That's all right. They don't need to listen to me right now. <laughs> we're partners in yeah. this. We both have say because this is both our house. We are raising these children, Yeah. and, like, it's our life. Why would I not have a say in our life? Why would exactly. I let you control it's, our life? That brings us back home because it, it, it all boils down to this. God, and, and this is why mm -hmm. I wanted to do this conversation have this conversation because it's important for, for men for you to understand the legacy that you're building is not just your legacy it's not it doesn't belong to you the legacy that i'm building doesn't belong to me this is not something that i'm building on my own or that i'm i'm not the architect of this right i'm just i'm one of the guys that's laying a brick yeah right but as a family a better legacy if you build it together. If you build it together. Yeah. And it's like that's I can't do that if I'm if I'm a slave driver. I'm not we're not building a pyramid no, here. No, because I'm then you have contention. Well because then it's um this the the slave usually ends up despising the slave yeah, owner. Yeah. So I, if you go back to Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, when Nehemiah was building the wall and Nehemiah, there you go. Uh when uh when they were building the wall, one of the things that caught my attention was there was this one. So they they go down. I think it's uh -huh. chapter four or five where they're listing all where they're naming everybody who participated in the building of the wall and what part of the wall they built. And there's they they name this one guy. It says and he built the wall this certain section of the wall him and his daughters. Oh, right. And it caught my eye. It's like yeah. because when we think of that, when we when we think of Gideon or Gideon, when we think of Nehemiah. We think of a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. Yeah. But we think of men doing that. We don't oh, yeah. think of no, women doing it, but it's like it. it was the women doing that yeah. as well. And when the enemy came, it said that the men worked on the wall and the women and the family stood behind him supporting them. They were giving them supplies. Stand, the sons were standing guard. The daughters were standing guard. Like everybody was prepared to work and prepared for war yeah. all at the same time. And it was this shared yeah. effort. Just like we have, because we're in a war. Yeah. We are in a war. And it's, I, I, will, I want us to get out of this idea that you mentioned it a while ago. And I'll, I'll, I'll just say it because, well, the, the documentary is out there, right? Oh. So the umbrella. Oh, yeah, yeah. The umbrella diagram that we see, right? From the, that, let's be honest. If you've posted it, fine. It's not that the umbrella is necessarily wrong. No. Not that it's wrong. It's the it's, way it was preached. Probably. Yeah, it's but we see it. It's like I've seen it as an umbrella, and I've also seen it as a pyramid. Yeah, I've where seen it's it a couple um, Jesus ways. is the big umbrella, yeah. and then you have the husband who's the little and it's umbrella, almost like you have and then to the go, wife yeah. who's the smaller umbrella, and then you have the, the little, little bitty kids, right? And it's like 
that, but we we set it up almost as though, like we put it that way, right? But then the way that we preach it and the way that we practice it is the husband's the king. Yeah. Yeah. And the wife is the, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even call her the queen at this no, point. She's I, more like the she, handmaid. Yeah, no, definitely handmaid. I see more, when I see like the umbrella thing, right? Yeah. If I were to interpret it how I would be like, hey, this is how I feel like it should be. God is the big protector, right? Yeah. And then just naturally the male figure is, right there, right? is usually just... the protector of the home. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not me trying to be like sexist or anything. That's literally... Well, I don't even it know is. that it's it's the home. Like with the the man is the so like protector of his this, family. This though, is I mean. yeah. This is and where, then the mom. I mean, it's like a mama bear protecting the kids, and we're all yeah. like protecting one another. Yeah, and we're working together. I don't see it. I know I was taught it that it was basically the child. It was almost like the child goes through the mother, which goes through the mother, which goes through the father, to the father, to God. Whereas in it's I couldn't go to God way. unless I came through you. And I'm like, that's well, that's not how it works. Yeah. No. You have a direct line just like I have a direct line. Right. But I think for me, the analogy, it's a better analogy of a series of wall, defensive walls, right? But at the same time, Jeremiah, in Jeremiah, and I forget where in Jeremiah it is, this one, it kind of hit me. It was, it was a prophecy about, you know, the fault, like the destruction of Babylon, which is a picture of the wor a world system, right? But it, it, it caught my attention because in this one verse, it talks about how the men, the warriors, the mighty men of Babylon, the warriors of Babylon, refused to go out to war and instead retreated behind their walls and fought behind their walls. And the, the, the thought was, and the, the very next line was, they became as women, right? Which hit me. And I'm like, what? why would we do like one? That almost seems yeah. disparaging, right? right? But then it, it dawned on me. The way that I, as a man, should be protecting my home is not by standing in my home, you know, isolating my children. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no. Right? That's, that's... The way that I protect my home is by going out and doing battle out here, yeah. away from my home, keeping the enemy away from my, yeah. my home. And then the the role of of, of the spouse was protecting the, home. protecting the home, and it made so, me think of when we were sitting in North Carolina when the riots were going on, right? Yes, and our a neighborhood got targeted. Our neighborhood specifically got targeted, and what we did was what well, we barricaded the door, right? Um, I, just think of it like I know, right? We put the two littles. Yeah. Well, they were the two littles at the, at the time. time. We call them the middles now. It's yeah. Like we have because we can't call them the littles, right? We put them in the closet yeah. with. Body armor and Kevlar. Body armor, armor. It was. It was our my body armor and your body armor. Yeah. Yep. Ian was like so. The we had a walk-in closet in our bathroom. Yeah. But you had to get to our go through, our bedroom, to through our bedroom to get to the bathroom. Yeah. Ian was the, so we had the that the the closet, closet door closed door. and locked. Ian was in the bathroom with, with that door locked. And he had his. He had his his gun with him. Everybody's freaking out, people. right? I know. You're and gonna have one viewer at the end. You were. It's all right. You it's were going to be rosy. <laughs> you were in our bedroom with your gun. Yeah. No, I was in front of the bedroom door. Yeah. And then I was. You were downstairs. Downstairs in the house. The yeah. You were at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. So like, and it was, there was layers of defense yeah, there, there right? And it was like, to get to her, you had to come through me. To get, get to through... Ian, you had to come through me. Yeah. And so. Maybe we should change that umbrella and make it shield. I like that. I yeah. like that. Right. And so like, I think. Look for that. But it was this. It was this yeah. collaborative effort. It wasn't mm -hmm. me directing, and and dictating. You did a little bit just because you knew more about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it was more my field of expertise. Yeah. But it was we were all we in worked agreement, together. right? It wasn't this. It wasn't a dictatorial yeah. thing, and no part of our marriage, well, especially in the recent history, has really been a dictatorial thing. No, and you've never been a dictator. So it, uh, the 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 what the whole thing of you walking all over me was just because I allowed that to happen. It wasn't mm -hmm. you dictating the home. It was just yeah. And I don't, but I don't think that's what men were ever meant to be. Like when no. you got men, if you if you're at that point in your life, or if you're in that point Stop. in your marriage where you're a dictator, you need to reevaluate. Yeah. Your wife that probably is not a lot more strength that yeah. you could rely on and can make you a better man. Yeah, it, like that's not strength. Hey everybody, it's me again, and I want to 
take a moment to remind everybody uh, of a couple things. One, don't forget, uh, don't forget our that part two of this episode, Forging a Family Legacy, is going to air next week. Uh, that's going to be Tuesday, June 20th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and you're not going to want to miss part two. Now, that the beauty of this podcast is this is all pre-recorded. None of this is live, regardless of what Facebook and YouTube tell you. None of it's live. Uh, we pre-record every single episode. Uh, it gives us more time to kind of manage things, kind of plan things out. Um, and plus, I'll be honest, you don't want us to do live recordings anyway. Uh, well, as much as I mess up on the pre-recorded stuff, you can see how much more I would mess up on the live stuff. So uh, all of this is pre-recorded, all right? So the beauty of this is that it gives me opportunity to do what I'm about to tell you about now. So recently, we started what we call the House of X-Ray. The, the House of X-Ray is not just a Bible study. What it's meant to be is a virtual roundtable of the King's Guard. So it's it's virtually what you would have at your church if you had the king's guard program there at your church so what i would encourage you guys to do especially if you're a pastor and you want to you want to develop your men's ministry or let's say your men's ministry is uh is not what it could be and you kind of want to revitalize that maybe you want to get rid of the old program you want to try something new this would be an op a good opportunity for you to get in there and see what the king's guard is all about how we do things um and why we do things the way that we do um, and I promise you, you're going to get a blessing out of it. All right. So we do that every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and you say, well, why do you do that? Well, my wife does her virtual Bible study about the same time. It kind of gives us an opportunity to kind of take care of both things at the same time. Um, now, we may change the time slot or something like that later on. But for right now, that's just kind of what works out for us uh, as it goes. You say, but your, your podcast is Tuesday at the, at the exact same time. It's the first Tuesday of the month, the exact same time. I get that. Um, but again, that's a pre-recorded episode. We can always go back. I will never delete these episodes off the internet. Um, they're on. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Google Podcasts now. You can find us on iHeartRadio. Um, and I think there's one other. I think oh, the other one is Switch. You can eat for those of you that are gamers. You can find our episodes on Twitch. Uh, so you can go on there and find those, all of those episodes, uh, all of our episodes there on those platforms. Um, and they will always be there. So, um, but what I would highly encourage you to do is join us on that Tuesday night, every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and see what the King's Guard's all about. This is your opportunity to really kind of dig in and see what's going on and uh, experience the king's guard or at least get as close to that experience as you can without physically being present um, and the key elements that make the king's guard successful are all there so you're not going to want to miss that so join us if you have any questions on how you can be a part of that you can you can direct messages on any of our platforms whether that's facebook or instagram uh, on facebook you can find us at the king's guard podcast uh, that you can message us there on Instagram. You can do at the Kingsguard podcast, or you can do at the underscore Kings underscore guard, and you can DM us there, direct message us there, or you can email us at info at the Kingsguard.org, and we can give you more information on what you need to do from there. All right. So I encourage you join us there Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East or Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and you'll get a blessing out of that. Until then, uh, just remember next week episode or part two of this episode uh, is going to air July or not July, June 20th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and uh, you're not going to want to miss part two. So if you can't come in at that time, that's fine. Catch it, catch it when you can, but don't, don't skip it. All right, you're going to want to hear the rest of the conversation that Leela and I had. You're going to want to hear part two. All right, so until then, remember, there is a king who loves you and wants to see you reach your greatest potential. And he's offering anybody with a heart willing to put on their battle armor a place in the king's guard. <laughs>